The papa came, and then the mama came, and then the sister came, and then the brother came, and then the uncle came, and then the cousin came, and even dozen came. What took you so long? It's time to respect the solo career of Emma Lee Bunton. You're listening to Pod of the Pops, the podcast that relives and relives pop culture. Welcome back to Pod of the Pops. I am. Hi. It is Baby Spice Edition, first solo career. Very excited for this because I have always loved her. She was definitely my, I know I'm a VB, but she was definitely my during the Spice Girls favourite. Yeah, she's always been my favourite and I think she always will. A universal mm. baby well, trio. I mean, during the day, the highlight days, I was I was more of a male lady. Really? Yeah, Ooh. I was. Yeah, I was, massively. But as I've gotten older, and I think she comes off the best, she's she's solid. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're about to get into it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so I didn't realize. So pre the Forever album, so 1999, she recorded a song for the Pokemon movie soundtrack. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know until I did my little Google. Um, it was called Open Brackets. Hey you. <laughs> Close Brackets. Free up your mind. Ooh. Already anticipation side. Yeah. But it sounds crap now, but Pokemon the movie, I remember was, being a biggish it deal. It was a big, the first one was a big deal. I think it was massive. I remember crying at it in the cinema. Wait, wow. two things. One, you saw it at the cinema. <laughs> That's right. B, you cried. And C, it wasn't a Lion King. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, if you, when we were like, what well, would I have been like, 10? There's a bit at the end of the film where, like, literally Ash, the trainer, he's, like, on the ground. And Pikachu's like, is he dead? And he's trying to, like, resuscitate him by, like, electrocuting him. And he's I like... I think I do remember yes. that, actually. And, I mean, the 90s were a strange time. But yeah. this was, like, the post. The Pikachu couldn't actually talk, but he got a lot of emotion out of Pika. Pikachu! And he was like... Yeah, he really... He acted Classic. his way out of that. Wow. He was animated. You guys are something else. I know. <laughs> But it was, yeah, so all I'm saying is that actually, that sounds terrible now, but like, it was a big pop culture deal at the time. Well, given as it was such a big pop culture deal, should yeah. we have a little listen to yes. Hey You, yeah. Free Up Your Mind? Let's do such a distinct voice you, you voice. can always tell when it's same abundance that's so. what everyone always wants to hear about their lead single she's got a lovely voice uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think for me it sounds like an atomic kitten demo 
And no, that's right. it just sounds very unfinished. Yeah. If, no, I, I if that had been yeah. unreleased, I can see how it's when you listen to the her solo album. Yeah. You're like, oh, that makes sense, but it found, sounds like an unreleased demo. Mm. I, suppose, bit, yeah. I suppose you've got to wonder what the timeline was with it all, with if it was ninety nine, you know, what was going on with the Spice Girls, you know, depending on the month. They're doing know, kind of Yeah, like, so it was in between what's going on. Yeah, it was in between. I don't think she had that much involvement in it. I think it was written, they asked her to come in and sing on it. Right. Okay. I, I minimal yeah I think it was mm, yeah there wasn't a lot out there about it yeah. yeah I don't think it was like this is a song I've dreamt about all my life yes no, no exactly but it was I mean it was upbeat and it's not terrible and the yeah. publicity I wonder if there was much publicity around it I, I've I never don't remember heard. it the no. movie was obviously was, big-ish yeah but... yeah yeah but then I suppose it was like it was a very like children's thing it didn't have the crossover potential yeah. that the Spice Girls did so smarter than we thought Baby Bunton, cause she actually went straight into presenting. So this is before the Forever album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry's gone, so she'd done this Pokemon song, big yeah. deal, and she presented like a magazine show on mm-hmm. VH1 called Celebrity. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. I don't know. If... Was it about celebrities? Yeah, it was like one of those oh. like morning shows. <laughs> Wikipedia describes it as similar to 120 minutes aired on MTV. I think they're part of the same. Right, okay. VH1. She did a few little projects, Mm. like, you know, those presenting, like, the top tens of the 90s type things. It's funny, isn't it? Because in some of the documentaries, she very much, she says, you know, well, I thought we'd be together forever. And when we were having a break, I always just assumed we'd be back together. Yeah. So there was that side of her where she was very much like, guys, what's happening? Like, I'm happy to just keep going. But there was also a quite smart edge to her where she was like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my own thing mm-hmm. also on this side, but maybe not as intrusively as possible. Well, it's funny you say that actually because yeah. VH1 wanted, so she's one series. She basically, what it says is she introduced her favourite music videos and read fan emails. Mm-hmm. Um, VH1 wanted to extend it. Right. But she said, oh no, I'm like in a girl band. We're like going to go and... Record yeah, an album. So it's always in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah. So she she didn't do forever, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't realise she was always... Because I was always surprised when she ended up on Heart and things like that. But yes. apparently presenting was always... It's actually been there quite a long do. time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then that year we also get... So this is 1999 in the November. We get her feature on Tintin Out's cover of What I Am. Absolute tune. 
It is fantastic. I love it. It stood the test of time. It, I remember it being a bit out there for me. <laughs> <laughs> How bad is that? Because it's like, it was a bit more, it's kind of a bit more like yeah. cool indie. A, a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah um, but I remember being really impressed at the time. I remember this was the first time I became a comedian because Aww. I did like a parody in the school playground. Where it's like, what I am is, well, I don't know, I'm a little bit stupid or what. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was a bit more advanced than that, guys. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure why you haven't brought that to any of your shows now. Just <laughs> <laughs> me walking around in a little baby bundle dress. I'm not aware of anything. It was a cover, right? Yeah, Edie yes. Yeah. 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 I think it did better than the cover as well. As I it's actually so often haven't heard the cover. The original. The original, yeah. I actually did recently. Was it at a Spice Girls reunion tour? I know, I'd be curious what era it is. Is mm. it the 80s? 80s, yeah. Kind of disappointing our first songs a cover, though. Well, true. But it was a collaboration, wasn't it? So in true Spice fashion, there is only one Spice Girl that didn't lead with a collaboration. Can you say who it is? Jerry. Yeah, it is Jerry. Hey! Well, she came out so Our girl, Jerry. I don't think she's ever done a collaboration, actually. I can think of. She likes... She likes being... No. Well, we'll get on to that. No, we'll later. get on to that. She's tried. Yes. <laughs> She's tried. No one wants that. Oh, wow. Leave okay, so, call. like, I've just realised that the What I Am song is as old as me. It was oh. done in 1988, originally, by Eddie uh, Brickle and the New yeah. Bohemians. You know, oh, and so it was, like, 1990 she released that, so, yeah, like, 11 years later. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it was a solid choice by her, but... The video was pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. like... So in true 90s chart fashion, it was in a battle for number one against none other than her ex-bandmate Jerry Halliwell with Lift Me Up. I mean, that is some interesting planning there. I don't know how planned it was, or I suppose you've got to go. They were all releasing so much at some point. Something yes. else going yeah. It was quite a short timeline. I read yes. a BBC interview with Jerry, and she said, "How can we? How can you put two parents? You know, let the kids choose between two parents." That's how she oh. saw herself and Emma because we were yeah. both members of Spice Girls. I remember at the time them saying something like, "Oh, I just feel bad for the Spice fan that has to choose." Where they spend their pocket money. Yeah, they're four pounds back in the day. to buy a CD single. (laughs) I suppose it's like, it then raises the question, is that how much of those release decisions were theirs? Or was it Oh, at that point, none. Because they're all on record labels. She Virgin, she was Virgin. Oh, 19 recordings, which is Virgin. Right, I see. Yeah. Quite clever. They all stayed with Simon Fuller and that to do their solos. I suppose they were definitely, the, the record companies probably knew what they were doing because they were like, any publicity is good publicity, right? And chart battles were the thing. Oh, yes, the it's true. It's so true. yeah, they would have both generated so much. And for yeah. Jerry, I, you're right, Jerry Project, because it was her third single by that point. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was off the... She was definitely, you know, you're like, you're not getting that initial. But yeah. Jerry did go and beat her to number one with Lift Me Up. I prefer Emma's... That's my personal opinion. I will talk about Lift Me Up and Jerry's, but it's a nice ballad. I think What I Am has stood the test of time better. Yeah, I agree. I think it probably had less... The video probably isn't as out there and fun as it, I guess. Yeah, Lift yeah, Me yeah. Up videos with the aliens. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably looks so dating yeah, yeah. So after the Forever album yeah. and the hiatus, she went back into presenting again. Didn't, didn't realise. Yeah, no, she hosted that uh, celebrity on um, ITV for a bit. Mm-hmm. Where she was like doing interviews with like Madonna and Bon Jovi. She was yeah. like the Alison Hammond of her day. There you go. The Ryan Clark of 2000. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know what an American equivalent to that would, would that be. be yeah, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Oh, yeah, she was a Ryan Seacrest. It's yeah. true, but I mean, like, she's always been, she's someone that clearly gets on quite easily with people. You know, yeah. she's definitely a yeah. people's person. She is a people person. And I suppose and at that point, they knew all the celebrities. Do you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. would have met Madonna yes. and Bon Jovi. They would have yeah. probably yeah. felt more comfortable talking to a Spice Girl than, than a fan. Yeah. Oh, I've got a nice little bit of trivia about that. Okay. So obviously lots of and, and continuing that when she's been a heart radio host. Yes. She has lots of people on her show. So which famous singer was on her radio show and sang Wanna Make Love to You Baby into Emma's ear? Well I know the answer. Uh, obviously. As all the gays on Twitter are going. <laughs> <laughs> you shared this gift so many times. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. Lady Gaga, the Enigma herself. Yeah. Why did I think it was someone male? Well, that's the bit. Is I mean, that's what made it less inappropriate, I suppose. Um, Oh yeah, it could have been creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking more the Howard Stern, which we'll get onto. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's tons of, if you look online, there's tons of clips of her just, like, having the best time with yeah. all these other famous people. Heart FM is a good one for her, just singing. Yeah. She loves singing all the Spice Girls hits. Oh, yeah, she loves it. There's that bit in that, I think it's the Viva Forever doc, where she's literally, like, she carries her pink uh, diamond-encrusted microphone just around with her. And she likes to just <laughs> sing into it oh, as a nice. pop star. She really just does want to be a pop star, doesn't she? Yeah. She's yeah. still, like, it's one of those things, she's like, I just want to be a pop star. And you're like, but you are one darling you've done it already in April 2001 that's when we uh, get Emma Bunton the pop star so that's when she releases her debut single the low key banger yeah what took you so long what took you so long This song was a revelation to me. Like yeah. it felt really different at the time. Like yes, the, the country, yeah. yeah. And it still sounds good. The yeah. video for me, like I remember. Do you remember she's in that blue check dress? Yeah, it's like a, like, is it like a dusty road or something. Yeah, she's yeah. in some like desert, That's right. doing yeah. her best Shania Twain. Yeah. Um, I think the idea is like she's waiting for someone. That's yes. what she's yeah. on the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had. Um, do you remember it was the so some lorry comes up, flirts with a guy who was a David Beckham lookalike. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> I think they did it on purpose. Right, like, right, right. There's some weird bits in the film I don't understand, like the wolf. There's a wolf that comes yeah. and like howls, yeah. and then she just plays with the wolf. I'm surprised she didn't, you know, die from dehydration. Or you know, I'm thinking of all the practical yeah. things. Yeah, no, she didn't. <laughs> well, because there were some bottles, and she plays um, bowls with them, doesn't she? She just knocks the bottles. <laughs> she doesn't care about that. She's waiting for a man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think if I'd waited that long, I would have probably just gone off with the truck driver. Started yeah. walking. Yeah. Well, she throws the truck driver out and drives off. It's a little <laughs> bit of a right. say you'll be there throwback in that space. It's a little bit. And she's just, yeah. you know, not to be superficial, but she's just gorgeous. She carries those looks throughout her career and, you know, yeah. I think everyone's falls for the baby blue eyes and yeah. blonde hair. This was a bit of a sexier look for her though, wasn't it? Yeah. The yeah. skirt was like unbuttoned. It was definitely a little yeah. bit shorter. Yeah. She was definitely She had a bit of a tan, you know. Yeah. She knew oh, what yeah. she was doing and she, she worked it so well. 
metal. Yeah. A embarrassment of my life was that all my older metal relatives were all like, yeah, him and Barton. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I actually think it's not just her look. It's that she actually has such a kind of warm presence. She's got such a sparkle in her yeah, eye. Yeah, definitely. You know? Like, it's, it's not just that she looks pretty. It's the fact that she has such a kind of nice, aura around her yeah she very does charismatic look like you want to be a mate yeah you? exactly and she comes across like that throughout everything I feel like maybe this is extreme to say but I feel like out of all the Spice Girls she's the one who has changed the least she is yeah. solid uh, yeah yeah Probably. Yeah. She definitely seems to have suffered the least, hasn't she, from the fame? Oh, for sure, yeah. So what took you so long? Debuted mm-hmm. at number one. This, and I'm going to say this in every podcast. She wrote it herself with Richard Stannard, who was one of the, a big part of the Spice and Spice World albums. Yeah. Wrote a lot of the songs like To Become One, Spice Up Your Life. On the album, she gets a songwriting, so the album followed A Girl Like Me, and she gets songwriting credit on almost every track. Great. The only Good two girl. she doesn't are covers. So the so, yeah. Tint and Out, yeah. and mm-hmm. then she also does a weird cover of Sunshine on a Rainy Day. Remember mm-hmm. really knows why? She must just love it. Yeah. Go for it, if you love it. Yeah. Um, and that is pretty much the case with all of them. Yeah. Even Victoria. So there's a lot to be said for that. I think a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or they, they see the Space Girls as a manufactured band, and of course they were, but then they, they took, you know, they took their own. How much did... The, how much were they manufactured and how much did they manufacture themselves exactly. I think that's the ultimate question they were question. put together was what they'll always say but like, we were put together but yes, we but built them we, we created yeah. it yeah yeah for sure so what took you so long had Beach Slide um, which was the Pokemon song free oh, your mind <laughs> <laughs> she really got it out there she's just like look I'm proud of this little Pikachu yeah. song oh bless her um, putting it out there yeah not included on the album A Girl Like Me though Mm-hmm. which uh, Rihanna would later cover in its entirety. Oh, really? <laughs> no, she didn't. She just had an album called Oh, girl of like course. Me. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, if she did? If Rihanna was like, I found this girl, she's called Emma Bunton, she's going to cover the whole thing. Um, just give it a reggaeton remix. Yeah. That'd be incredible. I'd buy it. No. <laughs> um, did, you, did you buy A Girl Like Me? Yeah. I think I was maybe gifted it for Christmas, you know. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I remember, I, I don't know if I actually bought it, but I remember I got it from the library and I took it home and got, my friend had one of the CD oh, writers. Oh, burn it. So we, we burned it totally legally. <laughs> but that's what you did is you went to the yeah. library and rented it. Oh, yeah. just God. the excitement. Those were the days. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it, but I remember thinking it's not the Space Girls and obviously it's not going to be the Space yeah. Girls. Yeah. It was a different feel, a different genre. But, yeah. you know, we enjoyed it. I still rinse this album on Spotify. Like, I know that sounds like I didn't have it at the time. Yeah. We were a poor family. Um, <laughs> he was a poor Chris, boy. I know, poor devoted boy. I think it's solid yeah there's some yeah. good songs on there yeah I we're love. not going to sleep tonight that's a great song so that was a single yeah we're not going to sleep tonight a remix it's that's probably one of the most spice girl solo singles that was released off yeah the first fun round fresh. of albums yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i like that i liked if for spelling oh you really sassy <laughs> she had some spa- sassy spice yeah, yeah. there was that. the one about her friend well, that's the one I think is I think it's aimed at Jerry. Oh Well, about stealing a man though? So the the lyrics read She was a friend of mine, or so I thought at the time. How could I be so blind? Never thought a friend could be so cruel. 
Never thought you could break all the rules. Now it's you that looks like a fool. Because what goes around comes around. See? Deep. Wow. Mad about it. I mean, it is about seeing a guy, but right. I would not be surprised if the songwriting team had sat down with her and was like, "If we yeah. do something that's got put something some, about a friend, yeah, put some we'll anger into some. it." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you do wonder about her feelings about that entire situation. Like she was maybe bitter and disappointed and felt a bit abandoned, possibly. Yeah, it's all conjecture, of course. Who knows? But like, yeah. And also, she was the youngest in the band, and Jerry was the oldest. That's so true. That dynamic. She always talks about it like she was just really sad that her friend had left. Like, yes. I think she was just more hurt than yes. angry. Yeah. Because yeah. as much as they were a business, they, they were friends. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. Yeah. And it's gonna be like that whenever you spend that much time with someone. Yeah. It'll be like us spending the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So a girl like me went on to chart at number four, going gold. Which is okay. pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Critics were mixed. Right. I looked back at the reviews. Uh-huh. Basically they said it was pleasant. She's pleasant. The songs are pleasant. It's just But are they pleasant? looking for that spice girls <laughs> and that's what you I want mean, you, yeah, you've got to always remember that. Enemy yeah. called her Ewok Spice. Oh. Felt cruel. Oh my god. It had a really long metaphor comparing it. To the Star Wars, Star Trek, Star right. Wars yes. movies. Star, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think it was aimed at her target market, that no, review. No, that's, that's one of those ones where they were like, let's make a niche reference that yes, people who... Yeah, it have been a big Star Wars at that time. Yeah, yeah. Their quote is, her heart is in the right place, but her soul is nowhere to be seen. Oh, wow. That's, that is a firm. I felt that was a Harsh. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it seems unfair. Especially listening back It's unfair, now. yeah. She did manage to do two further singles from the album, though. So mm-hmm. she had the summary ballad, Take My Breath Away. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Screamed Radio 2, didn't it? Yeah. 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 I seem to I It felt like an album track at the time. I remember mm-hmm. it coming out and me being like... It was just track. very pleasant, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Pleasant? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm pleasant. <laughs> was her soul nowhere to be seen? <laughs> pleasant Spice. Yeah. Like, oh, pleasant. So, yeah, well... I seem to remember at the time, and I, I couldn't find anything about this anywhere, that the second single was voted for by fans. Oh. So I thought on her website she'd done a poll for what should be my second single. Right. And that had chosen uh-huh. Take My Breath Away. I see. Which would explain why there was an album track as a single. But I could I could be wrong there. Yeah, okay. If you know, at Pot of the Pops. Yes, yeah. Let us Do know. correct me. Because yeah. if nothing, I love being told I'm wrong. <laughs> then we get the aforementioned remix version of We're Not Gonna Sleep Tonight. Great so, show. Love it. for the Christmas sort of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I used to sing this, so I used to work in a nightclub. 
Really? Dancing on the bar. Uh, well, only when I was white. Uh, <laughs> they were like, yeah. Um, and like, I couldn't, I used to work the next day as well. So I'd get in at like 5am and mm. have to be at work for like 9am. I used to walk back absolutely knackered, singing to myself, we're going to sleep tonight. You're actually Yeah, because I wasn't going to sleep tonight. Couldn't do that now. Anytime I'm, no, no, not tonight. Anytime no. I'm low on sleep, I sing that to myself. Oh, like, I'm sure she'd be very touched. She's got you through some hard times. <laughs> yeah, there was soul in it for me. Yeah. Pleasant. <laughs> Both the singles saw Demission chart returns, really. Right, uh, So yeah. Take My Breath Away got to five. And we're not going to sleep tonight. Got to twenty. Ooh. But that's the best out of the two. Well, now that it's that we're on downloads, start the campaign. That's it. Justice for we're not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Get it on the tour. Yeah. Get it on the set list. They did do that with the two thousand. Oh no, the two thousand and seven tour. They did a on your website. You could vote for the place for them to most to go, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And people vote for Iraq. I mean it was obviously like a fake yeah we'll get into it yeah I forgot about that you just reminded me so because of the low charting of the singles it did ultimately lead to her parting ways with Virgin Records harsh just one album but I think well she's later clarified I think the press all said she'd been dropped right but the record apparently what happened was she says quote unquote the record company came to me and said let's do a demo thing for the second album and I thought hold on a minute not a lot of people know this, but I actually walked away from it. You oh. put so much into it, and when they don't give you that support anymore, it's quite heartbreaking. Right. So is that Simon Fuller's label? Uh, I think that's Virgin Records, and I think she went on to release with Simon Fuller. Right. But I thought they were connected, because the Spice Girls were with Virgin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Simon Fuller managed them. Yeah, but so he, was maybe, all, he got them a deal with Virgin, point. but you know. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they wanted her to do a demo. I didn't think she had that much... Goal to say no thank you but she did oh, again fair play I think we'll see that with Emma it was definitely yeah. kind of feisty yeah and it's quite her. it's quite hidden under the surface like you know she she seems so nice gets on with everyone even in the old footage you know when they're describing like if there was ever a time where Mel B and Jerry would say something if she didn't agree she would say she had an edge there yeah so I respect her for that well, apparently she was the one. So you know, in the early days when they were, you know, knocking down doors and things like that. Yeah. She was the one that went to the door of Top of the Pops or Smash. I think it was Smash Hits magazine. Uh-huh. And they never used to put girls on the cover. It was yes. always boys, boys, boy bands or yeah. boys yeah. singers. Yeah. Apparently, it was Emma that knocked on the door and said, "You're going to put us on the front. We're going to sell more copies than anyone." There you go. And they were she right. was right. Yeah. I mean, Jerry will tell you she did it. <laughs> Jerry believes she did everything. <laughs> Hashtag traitor spice. <laughs> <laughs> for another episode. Save it for our episode. Um, yeah. Save it for our episode. People of the world. Subscribe up your eyes. Every boy and every girl. Subscribe up your eyes. Pot of the pop. Subscribe up your eyes. Please subscribe. Subscribe up your eyes. It's hard to do, isn't it? Yeah. As Victoria would say, it's the easiest bits that are the hardest. <laughs> also, at this time, she randomly, I found out, appeared in a slapstick stand-up comedy called Yes You Can. Wow. In the challenging role of Pop Angel. Okay. I wow. couldn't find clips of it online. The cover artwork looked dreadful. <laughs> but yeah, Pop Angel. And this is also magic time, because this is when she starts dating... 
Jade Jones from Damage. Wow, yeah. So it's her her beau. Yes. Uh, So they meet in 1998 during Spice Girls' sort of peak mania. I can't remember where I heard this, but apparently they flirted over a mobile phone. I think she couldn't get her mobile phone (laughs) to work. So Uh she did the classical, you can help me, and then put his number in or something Uh, like that. Inventing that line. (laughs) They had a couple of splits at the turn of the century for about a year after their first year of dating mm-hmm. and then again in 2002 when she started working with Simon Fuller again. Right. Which could be... There are rumours. Has uh, anything been confirmed about Simon Fuller? I don't know. What have you heard? I heard that she had a relationship with him in the early days of the Space Girls which also led to then parting ways. The, the yeah. band with the management. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. I've definitely heard rumours about it. I've not seen that much mm. about it, so I don't know. I mean, she's, it's one of those things we're never yeah. probably going to find out. She's what? never done an autobiography. Maybe. Oh, this true. could be her year. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe when she's older and, you know. Yeah. She, Who knows? she doesn't seem like the sort to want to spell it that much. Yeah, she's no. actually quite a private person, isn't she? Yeah, very. Yeah. But it could be why they split up again when they started working together again. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. bit of trivia. Most people will know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Aaron will definitely know this. But Lauren, are you aware of a pop star that Emma was rumoured to have been dating around that time? Oh, it was an American, right? Yes. Was it JT? Was it Justin Timberlake? Was Justin Timberlake? Yeah, she had a couple of high profile hookups. Emma Bunton did good. She took high quality girl. Well, Simon Fuller aside. If you're into power, then that talent. Um, yeah, talent. Mm-hmm. She was all about talent. Mm-hmm. So she took Justin Timberlake and Rio Ferdinand. Oh yeah. She wasn't free that long, but she she had fun. Yeah. For a full Funton, year. Emma Funton. <laughs> <laughs> For a full year they dated. Did she? Yeah, real. Well, according to Wikipedia. I, I bet she was calling VB for tips all the time, like because they met. What's offside? <laughs> They met through them, though, didn't they? Oh, that yeah. would make sense, yeah. Portions yeah. are just stars. I also read that during this sort of, like, date, fun dating time, um, Bunton was made to move out of her mansion because the neighbours moaned about the noise from her late-night parties. Wow. <laughs> We're not going to sleep tonight, so... <laughs> Why should you? <laughs> Which gives you a bit of context for her follow-up album. Yeah. Uh, so she reinvented herself. Once she joined with Simon Fuller's 19 management mm. and decided to go for a 60s siren sound. Mm. Sort of very Bond theme Yeah. And she comes out with Free Me. I remember this at the time. It wasn't blown away by the song. It was a bit bland for me, but she looked incredible. Oh yeah, I love oh, yeah. the aesthetic of that entire album and, and how she looked. It made a lot of sense for her persona. Like, yeah. yeah, I just remember the hair. Like she had these long blonde extensions, and they had the dark. Do you remember when everyone had like the dark tone underneath? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, oh, she was doing it. Anastasia, this girl Casey, I worked with. Like it was strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She filmed the video in Brazil, and this is the one where she's like it's very sex. It's all like shadows, isn't it? And, yeah. Like, it's very Bond themey. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was the mood board. Hundred percent. I wonder if she was going. She was trying to get. Was there a Bond movie at that time? I don't know. 2003 it is. 2003. Yeah. I don't think it was. It's a crime that none of the Spice Girls have been Bond girls. That is a very dramatic statement to me. Okay, a crime is (laughs) maybe strong. Maybe after the acting in Space World, they weren't quite a (laughs) plus. Agree to disagree. 
<laughs> so Free Me peaked at five, paving the way for potentially the greatest Spice Girl solo song of all time. Fantastic. Maybe. Love this song. You, Lauren, you're looking at me like, what is this? I'm song? looking for because I'm, I'm waiting for you to tell me and me to be like, oh yeah, of course. You know? Maybe. <laughs> She pulls off this whole album you, campaign. You, yes, yeah. Incredible. It's cohesive, isn't it? This entire yes. period. And yeah. respects her. For She's that. like, pleasant, language show you soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 60s soul. Yeah, damn right. Maybe, I remember maybe just sounding like nothing I'd ever heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like, I was like 17 at the time. I think we were just going to like bars and stuff. Yeah. I remember this tiny little bar in Devon, like this like old man's pub <laughs> and playing it on the jukebox. <laughs> like <laughs> running around being like doing the swim to the da 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 Just so catchy. I think I've got photos of us doing it. I will yeah. try and dig up for the, I'll post it on Twitter. Oh my God. Tiny little twink me. Like Aww. very little. I'll post it on that. You can all enjoy. Yeah. Um, so and it had the video was incredible where yes. she's doing this sort of sweet charity inspired uh-huh. the dancing and she was in that little pink suit dress. Yeah. And all the trumpeters and the glasses. Yeah, I really remember the whole look of this and being very impressed. I think it was a similar time to that Renée Zellweger Down with Love film came out as That's well. That's right. It is around that time. So yes, it was a whole kind of there was a. She was tapping into a bit of the zeitgeist yeah, at the time. Yeah, there was something yeah. around that. And it was kind of like, actually, that whole time was like, the kind of initial, like, everybody was getting into retro, vintage things. Mm-hmm. With the internet had really kind of helped with that. So yeah. people were kind of rediscovering, you know, that kind of cool aesthetic, 60s aesthetic. She definitely yeah. found something that identified her, for sure. Yeah. The unusual inspiration behind the song was a soundtrack album of 1970s German porn music. What? <laughs> How on earth did you find that out? <laughs> Stuff that's on the internet when you're looking for Spice Girls juice. <laughs> out there. Um, wow. The album followed in the new year, um, nearly a year after the first single release, actually, which wow. is quite long. Yeah, that is a long time, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the most critically acclaimed Spice Girls solo outings, actually. Mm. Particularly, they praise it for the bravery of going Motown against the. Yeah. Climate of R&B beats. Because it was so, a bit of a risk when you think about the stuff that was out at that time. It was a very point. different sound, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is as we're going from sort of R&B into like mm. more dance, heavy stuff. One could argue she invented Duffy. And, 
<laughs> the oh. disappearance of Duffy. Yeah. Yeah. Where is she? Where? Yeah. Have you seen Duffy? I, I remember. Please he... send pictures to at <laughs> part of the pops. I mean, I think that's a, just a side note here. I think that's another example of how like the press are like, let's face off these two women against each other. Oh, They're Duffy kind of, was years years. Duffy later. and Adele. Oh right, yeah. Right, Duffy and Adele was the big thing. Anyway, coming yeah. in season four. Because we've already got the first two planned out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, BBC Music described Free Me, the album, as light and frothy, like a good cappuccino. But this time, it's with the sugar taken out. Oh. I don't like that. I want the sugar kept in. I want a sweet sweet album. Was that a compliment? I think it was, yeah. Oh, okay. They did like it. Um, Caffeine hit, but without too much sweetness. Was that what they were trying yeah, to say? Yeah, no, I think they're not saturating. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think it's a sweet album. Yeah. Um, It went gold and charted at number seven. Good but her. yeah, the public just didn't really catch on. It didn't really blow. Yeah. Um, a bit before its time. Maybe. That is a good trivia. Okay. Uh, there is a, not famous at the time, but she duets. She just one duet on the album with someone who has a huge hit in 2017. Do you know oh. who it is? Is it fe- female? Male. Male. Male, Male crossover artist. Uh, is it someone from the? I was say like the British or American crossovers? I'm not actually sure what their origin oh, okay. is, actually, but um, yeah, I'm not going to say Cambridge because I don't know. Is it, is it like an X Factor person? Or? Absolutely not. No, no, well, no. She did it in 2003. Now 2017. Oh, that's it's quite a long gap. See, all the people yeah. that I'm coming into my head, I'm like they're too young. It. You're not going to get it. Yeah, tell me. Louis Fonsi, ah. aka the guy behind Despacito. Oh, oh, okay, I would never guess. Oh, okay, yeah. All I'm saying is, Emma Bunton duets with you in 2003, and you've only got to wait a mere 14 years before you get that big hit, before you get Justin Bieber. Yeah, we'll just hope yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From baby to Bieber. To baby to That's Bieber. the progression. Oh. Yeah, Louis Fonsi's on the album. Alright, okay. Okay. She has two more singles. Uh-huh. Sort of uplifting ballad, I'll Be There. And then uh, this song, I love. Cricket sing for Anna Maria. Okay, I don't actually know if I've heard that she. Best. I'm gonna give you okay, a taste. Thank you. song and I am so happy that it's come back into my life <laughs> like, it should never have left no I know it's a cover of a Brazilian song so this is the English right. version of it which yes. will explain the 
what you called Spanishy accent well, that she was doing, I guess. Yes, and also the samba beat, and mm. but it really it does work. She I really love her voice on it. And I know it's a, maybe a little bit culturally appropriated. I'm sorry if it yes, is, but yeah. I like the sound of it. I like. Yeah. She's got such a soulful voice. She makes things cool just by her voice. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if anybody else had sung it, it yeah. would not maybe have come off so like just offhand and cool. You know. I love that, like, this is a cover of a Brazilian song. The first video was filmed in Brazil. I really felt like she was meant to record an album, but just went on holiday to Brazil. And yes. Like, yeah. oh, screw it. Let's just do it here. Let's just do it all. Hey, anyone got any songs? Yeah. It worked. And she sells it. Uh, it's also at this period that she starts doing her first appearances in legendary TV sitcom. Absolutely fabulous. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's like a long time guest appearer now. She was mm. in the movie. She does it all, didn't she? Yeah. Um, she appeared as Adina's client. Mm-hmm. who was Savvy's school friend. Yeah. Um, she's okay. She's a bit wooden, yeah. but it's fun. She's yeah. having fun. Yeah. She looks amazing. She this whole era, I know I've said it before, she's serving looks the whole yeah. way. Yeah. The hair and the makeup is yeah. just, that's a look that she next level not that she needs to go back to because she looks great now but yeah she's by no means bad in it is why no no it's respectable i think you know and as far as you know being in something like that where it's ab fab it's you know it's light-hearted and they have a lot of other cameos in it it's so selective and they she also has this the spice book was a long relationship with jennifer saunders haven't they yes so taking back to the comic relief video and that's right yeah mm -hmm other things she appeared in the movie so of course now when you consider all that Viva Forever actually makes a lot of sense oh Viva Forever makes perfect sense in in terms of their collaboration yeah yeah there was no one else it was Judy Kramer and Jennifer Saunders were the right people Uh they just didn't get it right we will we will talk about that I never (laughs) oh I have stories Um, so then things get a bit quiet for Baby Buntum from 2004 to 2006 Mm. um Apart from, and I can't get my head around this, she appeared in two Bollywood movies. So I watched the YouTube clip of her in one of the Bollywood movies, and she's wearing the full traditional dress. She looks beautiful, um, but I'm just... Is she the only white person in the film? Yes, and and there's some sort of wedding or gathering going on, and everyone's looking at her and thinking she's amazing, but... Just a little confused about it. Oh, there was literally a five-second sure yeah. clip with her in it. I don't know if she was in it more than that. That was all I could find on YouTube. But... Well, there was two films. One was a remake of The Usual Suspects called really? Chocolate Tabagatha She Supposedly, she had a lead role. Wow. I just brutalised wow. the title of that, I realise. I apologise. Send in a sound clip of how to actually say it to yeah. Pot of the Pops. Yes, please do. But that... Sorry, I mean, India. That is... Sorry, India. <laughs> That is very left field choices. For well, her. it's it, not so. It came as how did, like, we, how did of, it come about? So there was a documentary, yeah. called uh, Bunton in Bollywood" or "Spice Goes Bollywood" or something. Bollywood goes spice. <laughs> uh, I don't know some pun around spice or Bunton, <laughs> yeah. and it's like a trade. So Emma Bunton went over and appeared in two Bollywood movies, right. and uh, a Bollywood actress, Samira Reddy, came over. And appeared in Casualty. Oh. Oh. I mean, it doesn't feel like a fair trade-off. No. Bollywood movies. Casualty. Yeah. Which, um, for anyone outside of the UK, is a medical drama. On the BBC. Running long-running. Like ER. On the BBC. But not cheaper. (laughs) But longer running. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. No clue. Grey's Anatomy, post-season 10. I don't I've never watched it. <laughs> it does just sound like Wife Swap, doesn't it, for telly? Yeah. So, she, yeah, she went over and did... I don't know if she'd always had a dream of doing Bollywood. Did you say you watched the documentary? No, right. just just the clip. Couldn't yeah. stomach the whole thing. I couldn't find anything else apart from a small clip. So I think the me- documentary is on YouTube. Yeah. If you have an hour and a half to spare. <laughs> Probably about all the long the length it took to go over and do it. Oh, God. Still supports the theory she goes on holiday and accidentally works there, doesn't it? It does. She's in Brazil. Oh, about to make an album. I'm in India. She'll do a movie. Yeah. She's just, I think she's the kind of kind person who just says yes to everything pitched to her. A loving life. Yeah. She just goes, why not? And I respect that attitude. And then we come on to one of the final things I want to talk about with Emma Bunton. And that is this awful interview with Howard Stern that's from this this period it's from 2006 um, that re-emerged a couple of years ago a couple of months ago for how badly she's being interviewed and how sexually harassing it is mm. and sort of how well she manages it but also how she just accepts that this is how interviewers talk so let's just play a little clip who are you with Prince Harry no who are you with that Nazi what do you think of you that guy you wouldn't know the, the name did you make love to him before and then like you just went apart? How many guys do you figure you've done in your life? Oh, so I'm not... Do you think I'm actually so going to talk to you about this? More than 10? Good looking girl, no question about it. I'm wondering what it takes to get into your pants. She's a catch. Is it like a whole courtship, like for months? Or do you ever put out like after the first... No. Like if I took you back to a hotel tonight, give you a little dinner, put you in the room, took a nice bath... Is there a shot you could get this done in one night? No. Would you ever have a one night stand? No. You're a sexy girl, you know that. Very sexy. Got a lot of sex appeal to you. Thank you very That's much. That's a good thing. You're right. This is no easy broad to get. She's cute, money, you know, fame. Yeah. That's a catch, man. <laughs> You're not crazy in bed, are you? Are you very loving or are you uh, wild? Um, I would say I'm quite loving. Loving? Hmm. Guy smacks you around on the ass a little bit. You're not going to get offended, are you? During lovemaking? I'd do a little... <laughs> Seriously. If a guy was to spank you, would you throw him out of bed? <sighs> I like you. Thank you. I like what I you're like about. You I like great. it. I think you're great. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Thank you got a cute you little much. laugh. I like your hair. Thank you. I like these pictures of you. I like Mwah. the sexy little outfits. Bless you. Do you like to wear sexy little outfits when you go out with your man? Yeah. You when, dress I go, up? when I go out with my girls as well, we go out and have some Yeah? Fun. You yeah. dress all dirty and slutty? Uh, sometimes. You like it. You like to show <laughs> off your body, don't you? Sometimes, you yes. Do. There's you nothing know. wrong with have that. Fun with it. Yeah, you get crazy with that. Yeah. I like that. I like to be standing next to a girl when she's, you know, wearing almost nothing. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah, it's good fun. Oh, but she's blowing us off. Uh oh. What the publicist thinks I'm being too sexual? I, I'm unsure. I just uh, Ronnie came in and said that. Oh, they go. might not be happy with me. <gasps> See? Am I? I mean, am I being rude? You have been rude. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, I could tell that 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 she's thinking you're rude. We've oh, really? Rude? No. I think you've been a bit... They, actually, they've been worse than you. I've been worse? Me? What did I say that was bad? No, but I, I'm a big fan, and, but I, I don't think you'd be that rude with me. Baby. Rude? What was... What, name one question I asked that was... What, if you ever had sex oh, with baby? a guy? I mean, come on. You should hear what we say to other chicks. Yeah, we're nice to you. You're hot. I guess you have to go do a real show next. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, I don't even know I'm being rude. I think I'm just being fun. It's in you, isn't it? It's, no, I think this is me. We didn't mean to be rude, baby spice. So I've got to clarify, actually, slightly wrong there. So the interview is from 2003. So she's promoting the Free Me album. Um, and then it emerged about a year or so ago. And as you heard, like, it's 
atrocious. He literally asks her, he says that she has pretty breasts, that all the Spice Girls have pretty breasts. Did they touch each other? She asks if she's sleeping with Prince Harry because he's a Nazi. She asks, he asks when she got her first period. This is all as normal media questions to help her supposedly promote an album. She's at this point, she is an accomplished She's they between the Spice Girls they've sold three hundred million records. This is not an up and coming artist no. who has to get her spot on radio. Mm-hmm. This is a bona fide global celebrity. She yeah. is someone who is bringing but... listeners to this guy, you know, and the, hope, res- yeah. the respect is just not there. And you get the impression from her that this is not unusual. Yeah, like she's obviously extremely uncomfortable, and this is the worst that she's had. This is an extreme example, isn't it? But I think it's just a crystallising uh, interview that in other interviews, things are maybe a little more subtle with other with other interviewers, but... It's just deeply disappointing that this stuff, even back then, was going on. I mean, if this happened now, you'd hope there would be disciplinary action for yeah, him. Um, but for I that wonder. to have gone... I don't know how much it's changed. Well, yeah, I think, you know, things are starting to change. I think it's an amazing example of what women have been fighting against for years and that is just with the Me Too movement you know and Time's Up that we're trying to fight against I think it's actually a great example that we have a record of it because it's so extreme that we can go hey look at this this is clearly not right and it's an interrogation it's not an interview he won't stop he's relentless like, it's a harassment. It's a yeah, harassment. It yeah, and sexual but, harassment. But but not only is it that, it's just that he's so blasé about it. Like he just, he's so just, he can do whatever he likes. Because he's so secure in his power. This yeah. is a man that at this point has yeah. been on radio for 20 odd years. It is very firm in his career. And, yeah. and it's an all male studio there. You can see all the, yeah. All the yeah, stuff Yeah, she's just surrounded yeah. by all these guys and nobody is there to stick up for her. And only later on do they, her publicist be like, what the f*** are you doing? The hardest part for me is that after all of that, she's been put through it for te- a long time in this interview has gone on for. And then he gaslights her at the end by going, I haven't said anything rude, have I? To try and be this, this undermining of, I'm just having friendly banter. You're crazy if you think that's... Yeah. You should see me when I'm not being nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's they, not it, great. And there's a kind of threat in it too. I think Emma's behaviour in this, you know, is really commendable that, she, you know, she actually sat through the entire interview and she was nice and said, no, I'm not going to discuss this with you. When I watched this, I was absolutely horrified. I really had no idea about, you know, how bad that interview yeah. actually was. So if any of you guys haven't seen it, I would definitely... Oh, It's a painful it. watch. The but... only thing I will say is don't look at the comments. I just did while you were talking, Lauren, and it's not a warm environment. No, no, no. no. Well, you know, Emma just... looks great, but she didn't handle Howard at all. He was just warming up. Oh. Don't know what the accent was. Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was probably accurate. Um, oh, <laughs> it, you know what I think is frightening as well is what the Spice Girls stood for as well. So, you know, this was five women that stood for equality. You know, you mm. mentioned it earlier about being that wave of feminism. Yeah. And then literally just after their peak, mm. all of that was torn away from them. And then she's in this situation where a man is able to talk to her like that. And it's almost, and I feel like we we do that as a society a lot no. we will build a woman up to a certain level of height yes. and then we will allow them to be talked to and I think you could say am I going to say Hillary Clinton I think some of the ways that she was talked about 
in those campaigns was extremely rude. I think yeah, in this country politi- with Theresa May, whether or, whether, of, yeah, yeah. whether or not you agree with any of these yeah. people's politics... Uh, completely aside, the way in which they're spoke about... Is different. Yeah. Yes, it is. Any woman in the public eye, it's something we really... People don't even realise it's happening. It's mm. so embedded in our media. And, it, and it's really sad that it still goes on today. I mean... The incident with Ariana Grande, you know, the other month. She's know. a great one for calling people out. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And, you know, good for her because we yeah. need more people to do the same. And also for men not to be... Yeah. Not to be absolute sleazeballs. It's not, yeah, the response, as wonderful as it is that you have women like Ariana Grande who are so good at calling it out, that shouldn't really be where we're... We shouldn't be snapping them. We should be clapping back at the people that are doing it. It should be... It's, still, the owner should yeah, be on the yeah, men. Yeah. Because, yeah, we're still talking about her right now, yeah. aren't we? And not exactly that guy did that. You know, it's... Howard Stern. You can say his name. Howard Stern, <laughs> not Voldemort. Yeah, no that guy. Yeah, Howard and Stern. Howard Stern. If you'd like to join us on the podcast, you're always yeah. We're, we're always happy to yeah. add part of the pox. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you tell. Um, we'll get you some help. <laughs> Get your tail, Starlight. Oh, it's a Scottish phrase. I just wanted to help him. Oh, no, no, I do not want to help him unless it's to help him fling himself out a window. We get to 2006, and there is a bit of an Emma Bunton resurgence. So, we're a year before the reunion. Firstly, she is announced as a contestant on the fourth series of Strictly Come Dancing. Which I is rem- pretty incredible. Yeah, I remember this feeling like a big signing at the time. Definitely. I was, yeah, I was working in a petrol station. I used to read... I just did no work. I used to read the magazines. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. It was great. And I remember reading it and being like, oh, hell. Like, oh, it felt like a bit of a step down, but I think she did really well mm, out of it. Yeah. I'm not a big Strictly re-watching. I've never actually seen it. Whoa, man. I, I mean, I did, because my grandmother is an obsessive. I think it was nice. Oh, I she watched for her. She's, yeah, she's a, a lovely presence to have on your television every Saturday night. Oh, yeah. yes. She could present that. Yeah. Not that the other two that are doing it aren't doing a wonderful job. Yeah. There was a little heat for the fact she'd been in a girl band that were obviously renowned, that known for dancing. Yeah, there is Not a question the, about that. She's no Melody Thornton, do you know what I mean? Or It was Ashley Roberts's Melody's Dancing on Ice. And right, Shirley. yeah, yeah. Nicole Scherzinger also. Mm. Everyone in, girl, in um, Pusquet Dolls has done some sort of dancing show, haven't they? There is a question about that. It's like, when it was kind of within your job description... Is it fair to go on with, yeah. you know, sports people who've never done dancing in their life? I think that's taken into account by the voters, isn't it? But yeah. she said at the time she was fooling a lot of, a lot of the people a lot of the time yes. when she was in a band. Yes. Not as many as Jerry, but yeah. she was fooling... <laughs> Don't come for me, Trace Spice. Um, <laughs> she, she was apparently... She's not the strongest... And I've looked back at some of the videos, actually... Maybe she looks like a very strong dancer, but I think it's very stylized. Yes. Some of the others, yeah, I think she is mm-hmm. not padding her way through, but they've they've given her moves that are easier to do that look good. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But she was very popular with the judges. Not so much with the audience, apparently. Yeah. Reading back, yeah. Week 10, she finished top of the judges, but bottom of the public. That's interesting. I guess maybe people felt the journeys, some of the other celebrities. Right. Yeah. Gone on. yeah. That'd be fair enough. I've looked through the names. She's definitely the biggest name. Nicholas yeah. Owen, Mika Paris, Jimmy Tarbuck, GJ, DJ Spoonie, Georgine Boza, Jan Ravens, Ray Ferris, none of these. Claire King, Carol Smiley. Oh, wow. Carol Smiley. I mean, she's big in Scotland, but... <laughs> oh, everyone loves Carol. Yeah. Um, having said that... Oh, and of course, 
Carl Smiley was the host of the show. Oh, the, the first National their, Lottery, the yes, first appearance without. That's exactly yeah. right. So that's funny that their paths crossed again. Well, yeah. Yeah, show business again. Yeah, Carol so this was just to clarify, just to clarify what we're talking about. So the their first appearance without Jerry, in which they say that Jerry is sick. This was on the National Lottery, and Get Carol, which, soon, Jerry. Yeah. which you will know about if you listen to the earlier episode yes. about Jerry's hiatus. Yeah, go back. All of ours are available on your Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, she did well on Strictly, though. She got. Yeah. In 2014, the Radio Times named her the greatest Strictly celebrity of all time. Oh, wow. Really? Eat that, Alicia Dixon. Wow. <laughs> That's quite an achievement. Yeah? That is, yeah. 2014, don't know. That's a good few years after, so that would be yeah. like six years after. Yeah. So well done. Eight years after. Maths. <laughs> so, 2000, we get the announcement to be a Strictly star. We also get her final solo album. Life in Mono. Right. Sticks with the 60s theme very much, but this time goes more into a French pop route. Mm. I know that because that's what Wikipedia said. <laughs> <laughs> it's also worth noting throughout her solo career, she does change from Emma to Emma Bunton and you know her, her name. Yeah, I think it was just Free Me that was Emma, the, the second album. But there was a period when Spotify were not tidy. And I remember yeah. not being able to find all my Emma Bunton albums. Yeah, and yeah. it being a pain. Yes. But then that one day I realised she was just Emma. Just and I had the whole of Free Me. And all was right in the world. That again. was a good train journey. <laughs> <laughs> and then the mama came and then the sister came. Love that. <laughs> but Life in Mono. Uh, so the single, she followed up strictly with a charity single for children in need. Two years in a row, actually. Because oh, wow. the Spice Girls would do the next year. Oh, of course. We'll talk about later. So the single was for Children in Need. She did a cover of Petula Clark's Downtown. Mm-hmm. I've got a claim to fame, my friend Joanna. That's her sort of great aunt. So there's a bit of... Emma Bunton? No. <laughs> <laughs> Petula Clark. Yeah, so I guess you could say I kind of know a celebrity. Yeah? Yeah, that's how it works. Quite yeah. straws here. No, but that's cool. We'll I take mean, it, we'll take yeah. it. But Wait, I was she Scot- was she Scottish? God, not Scottish. Scottish. Not everyone's Scottish, Lauren. Oh, I know. We You've just got Lorraine and Carol Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> we do branch out a lot. Yeah. But I loved her song when it came out. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Wow, yeah, it did. She looked fire in the video, where she's dressed as the maid, and it's all set in a hotel, so you get all the celebrities mm-hmm. yeah. from the series. She looked good. Went yeah. to number three. Which isn't too bad for a children need at that time. I will be honest, I I have not listened to all of this album, Mm. even preparing for this episode. I do remember at the time downloading certain tracks because this was LimeWire. Do you remember the LimeWire days? Oh, wrecked my PC with that. (laughs) So it was a program that you could, for the kids, it was a program. It was before iTunes. Yeah. Imagine, cast your minds back, kids. Yeah. Showing or eating cheer. Early internet. Yeah. yeah. You could download a program that you could type in any song or whatever and it would show you all the shared files. And it would take about three days to yeah. get one song. And then, <laughs> yeah, three days. And then you'd find out you'd accidentally clicked on a, a virus name. Or if someone had picked up the phone downstairs. <laughs> game over, start again. <laughs> but somehow I had fought through and I downloaded her version of Perhaps, Perhaps, Perhaps. Because I was a big fan of Coupling, which yes, was yes. a British sitcom, very much styled on the yeah. American sitcom Friends. That's right, yeah. And that was the theme tune. She'd done a cover of that. I love that. Rinse that. Yeah. I don't, the album didn't do too well. When I say not too well, it debuted at number 65. Oh, painful. Yeah, especially after a high-profile 
Strictly Sting. But yeah. Series 4, no one knew that you couldn't sell albums off Strictly. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's gone on, apart from Alicia Dixon, who is a trend buckler. Yes. Had big sales after Strictly. So it was the first of her albums not to make the top 10, and it fell out of the charts two weeks later. Oh, that makes me sad for her. Yeah, she did release another single, a ballad called All I Need to Know. Right. She's a very epic video. She walked around with these huge wings. Mm-hmm. Like every day at Pride. Um, <laughs> I've had to do that job way too many times. Yeah. Huh. Um, <laughs> flashbacks. Thanks, Bunton. Gay Twitter loves this song. Really? Oh, anytime there's any post or anything about a Spice Girl solo single, all I need to know, Emma Bunton, people are fanning it. Really? Yeah. Fair play. It's not up there for me. Yeah. But maybe too many flashbacks. Well, I'm glad it's found its audience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, later, yeah. Good for her. There was rumour of a third single, but all the promo was stopped because she's pregnant. Hey. Her first child. But we'll cover that in future episodes when we talk about the reunion and her da, da, second da. So that is Emma Bunsen. So she's accomplished quite a lot. Yes. Three solo albums, two Not successful. Bad. Yeah. Stint on Strictly, dipped her toe into presenting, yeah. starred in a sitcom, bit of Bollywood. And it's quite an impressive and varied CV, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. This is the depressing bit. At this point when we leave her, so 2006, Emma has only just turned 30. Oh my God. Um, I feel like I've achieved nothing. <laughs> so given that you two are now, at this point, 30, yeah. how do you feel? <laughs> I feel poor. <laughs> I was inconsolable to I, I feel. I feel... Uh, even more love and respect. Yeah, yeah, that's totally. a good She's, she's done a lot in her younger years. Yeah. Um, because, of course, she was... The, there is something to be said for... She was named Baby. She was the youngest in the band. But, actually, looking at her, she was often sometimes the most mature. Sometimes the most... Yeah, that maybe is... Maybe a lot of people will disagree with me, but... Um, in what way? Indulge. Oh, um, my impression is is that she wasn't a doormat. She would stand up for herself and give her opinions, but at the same time, she was just determined to work hard and she tried to avoid the drama, I guess. I would imagine she would have been one of the ones smoothing over. Yes. Towards the reunion time. I think so. I bet she would have been the one that was putting out fires between the girls and would have been doing the reverse of bitching behind each other's back. Yeah. She would have been the one going back going, you know, like, oh, Mel really respects you or Victoria really just wants it all to calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would have been her. I think so. That's the impression I get. Yeah. Yeah. I think success was second for her. I, I think they were all extremely ambitious. Yeah. But I think to, around this time she would have wanted mm. everyone to get on. So I have a really random bit of trivia. Okay. Just, cool. just you know, last minute, guys. Let's... And then we'll then we'll name five. Yes. Uh, so in the first round of editions, what did Emma sing? I mm, think I know the answer to this. <sighs> I read this this morning on Wikipedia. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't believe she did. Because... Oh, yeah! Because, yeah, and Jerry didn't audition. That's so right. So Jerry came in at later rounds, and Emma was brought in by... Pepe? Pepe Le Pew? <laughs> there was someone called Pepe. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. That brought yeah. her in. So I don't know if she sang audition. I'm so proud of you. You got my trick question. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, yes, she yeah. wasn't in the original round of auditions. Yeah, no, yeah. she didn't. She didn't sing. Uh, but I can name the other three. Oh, he's got my trivia no, question. No, I'm looking forward to that. 
so that is the end of the episode. All we have left is to respice her. So she was baby bunting. Yeah. After this section of her career, what would you call her? Jack of all trades bunting. Uh, ver- <laughs> variety spice. Variety yeah. spice. Yeah. Um, Knowing yeah. how varied some of the others' careers are, I'm going to go with Pleasant Spice. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. She's more than pleasant. I think she's owned Pleasant, you know? Like, yeah. I think she takes Pleasant and she, especially going forward, she kills um, Pleasant. Sparkle Spice. Charismatic sparkle spice. spice. Sunshine Spice. Sunshine Spice. Yeah, Charismatic Spice. What, what, what do you think? Sparkle Spice, I'll take, is very close to my own sequin spice, <laughs> as we initially said. Well, yeah. you let us know your thoughts. So, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have a better name, for Baby Spice, do let us know at Pot of the Pops, and we'll be back next week. Bye. See ya. Bye. What took you so long? What took you all night? What took you forever? To subscribe? <laughs> View all our bonus content, leave your comments, and join the conversation on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Holler at Pot of the Pops on all platforms. Do you want to make them holler? <laughs>